You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lamps Podcast. I am Kyle Radke. He is Julian Andrews. We so, are the greatest podcast duo in history. Nice. That was, that was a, a little more spice than usually put in the intro. Well, I'm here for the spice. Um, How was your weekend, man? It was, it was good. It was a pretty good weekend. Um, you know, hiding from the heat a little bit, but got out yesterday, went for a nice walk by the river in the morning when it was a little cooler. Watched some good basketball, as I'm sure you did too. What did you get up to? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I was able to watch like that Nets Bucks game, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, I, I was able to catch the very end of the 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 Suns Nuggets game. Um, I I don't think I sound different, but I feel like I got hit by a bus this morning. No, it wasn't because I went on a Sunday Fun Day bender yesterday. It was we had our engagement photos yesterday, um, and they were they were actually a lot of fun. And it was funny because like. I got done with them and our photographer who's also doing our desserts in our wedding, which is like, what a great one to punch in her tool belt. Yeah. Um, but uh, she was like, thank you so much. You guys were great. And like, as a guy, most guys are like kind of miserable to work with because they don't want to be here and they have an attitude. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, it's literally an hour and a half and I'm different. Like I actually enjoy, I, I, I do actually enjoy that stuff. I, I was built different. That's kind of be goofy. Well, no, I don't, I don't say it to be like that. I just say, it to no, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what a bad person, like not a great sign. If like your future husband is just so miserable during an hour and a half of engagement photos that like, he just like ruins the experience. So um, yeah, that would not be good. feels like there might be some deeper issues. If yeah. You can't have yeah. fun for an hour and a half together. But. Yeah, I, I agree. But that, that was fun. But we were so to my point here, we were in the middle of like a field, like a bunch of fields last night. God, and I woke up at like three in the morning and I think I took an allergy pill yesterday. I'm not quite sure, but I felt like I got hit by an absolute bus. Like my my throat's a little scratchy. My face oh. feels like it's just like puffy. It's this is man. This is life. When you get old, like you think when people talk about allergies, you think about like, go. Your, your grandpa Kyle's talking about being old. This is this <laughs> is life. Like this is what it's about. It's about getting allergies and like you just have to. That's that's showbiz. That's allergies. Showbiz. That's showbiz, allergies, baby. That's what we've always said here on the pod. Yeah, we don't have a super organized podcast today. Um, In case which, you couldn't tell, which already. we never, which we never really do. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even prep for today because I'm like, you know what? We've been rolling. We've been good. Um, let's just, let's continue the good times. Um, not much for Timberwolves news. I mean, like the only thing really is, um, like there's been some recent chatter. I think a reporter from the Indy star reported that yeah. 
Um, like if, if Miles Turner is on the trade block, the Hornets and the Timberwolves are two teams that are very interested. Um, Miles Turner, really, really good defensively last season, I believe. Um, and throughout his career, he's been, been able to, um, you know, uh, like he's, he's been a better three point shooter. Um, yeah, I mean, because then basically you're admitting and you're putting Carl Anthony Towns at the at the four. So basically, you solve two problems there. You get a defensive player, and then you you get a power forward because you just move Carl there, right? It's interesting because I feel like there have been issues with Turner and Sabonis uh, playing together, and I don't know if that's a personality thing or if it's a skills thing, but it, you feel like. I mean, Sabonis isn't as good as Cat, but they have kind of similar skill sets. Um, yeah. So, so, so I don't know. But would you play? I guess you would kind of have to play Turner at center, right? He doesn't spend much time. Like when they play together, I guess kind of they go back and forth. So it doesn't. I guess it doesn't really matter who's the four and who's the five. But you are committing to kind of a two bigs situation if you're doing that. But Miles Turner, like over the last few years, he averages four po- or four three point attempts per game. He's averaging 35% from the three-point line. He can stretch the floor. I mean, the big thing is over the last three years, two of the last three years, he's led the league in blocks. And yeah, the, the Wolves have just been like downright. Like it's been every single year. And we did it this year, Julian. I, I'm going to go find the audio. We were just like, oh, is this a year Carl turns things around defensively? And it was like a week or two into the season. And we all say it. And then two months later, we realized the Wolves ranked 28th. And we say, well, I guess if Carl was really that good, the Wolves would probably be better. So maybe he's not that good yeah. defensively. I mean, he wasn't horrible. I think that the, I think that more of the Wolves' issues defensively this year had to do with the backcourt. But I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I, I think that Carl. I don't want to say like, oh, Carl can still be a lockdown defensive guy because you know we don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> clearly we we don't know. But. Um, and it's probably unlikely, to be perfectly honest. But he, he could be like a not horrible defender. I think that's, you know, we could see that happening. But I think I think somebody like Miles Turner makes sense. I, I it's think, hard to it's hard to say like exactly what you give up to get him. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So right now, um, next year Turner is set to make for the next two years. He's set to make eighteen million per year. Um, you know, which obviously that's that's quite a bit of money. Um, but if you look at where the Timberwolves are, like who could fill that role? I mean, I had a good friend text me this the other day and he brought up a really good point. Um, basically given the, the state of the Timberwolves, where they are with the ownership group, um, like the Timberwolves are never going to make a trade in the next year or two that is like set on five years from now. Um, it, it just really seems like everything they do is going to be based in the the short term, like two to three years. Or did I cut out again? No, no, you're right. You're good. Okay, um, right. Like, I mean, like, it, it just doesn't seem like Gerson is is trying to make a trade to make the team better in f- five years from now because he might not be here in five years. Yeah, I totally agree. I think also. Just Anthony Edwards kind of being good has really changed things. Um, and I think it's kind of made Beasley a little bit more expendable. I think at the beginning of the year when Edwards was not as good and Beasley was playing really well, you're kind of like, okay, maybe you need Beasley 
so that you can keep bringing Edwards off the bench or I don't know. Like, do you think that Edwards long-term is a three? Cause, cause this is the thing is like, what if you could start Edwards at two and then kind of play really big with Cat and, and uh, potentially Turner. And then you have like kind of a fun, like really big starting lineup. But do, do you think that's a good idea or, or do, do you think that Edwards kind of has to be a three? Are, are you saying like a two or three? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't really think it matters, but I think you're right. Like the Edwards piece of this is the most important piece because had he sucked as the number one pick or not been as good, it would have been like, okay, we need Malik Beasley and like we'll have to like try to get the center another way. Uh, like, But now you open the door and you say, eh, I mean, yeah, like we would like somebody like Malik Beasley on our team, but do we need to pay somebody $16 million? Instead, we can just maybe sound like a heat check guy to come in off the bench or you, you, you maybe try to like get a draft pick or draft a player that won't be as good as Malik Beasley, but like the difference between, you know, Malik Beasley and, and Anthony Edwards is going to be further than right. Malik Beasley and that next player. So, um, no, I mean, that's like basically him being good has unlocked all these opportunities for the wolves. And it's kind of like, all right, what are you going to do with it? Because yeah, I mean, like I, I really do think this and I, I mean, I know that I've been negative on him throughout like some of his moves that he's made, but in, in all seriousness, like the, the clock really is ticking for Gerson, like yeah. with new ownership coming in in two years, like if you don't make the playoffs in the next two years and there's not a significant reason why, oh, like you're gone. Yeah. Like see Like, I mean, and, and for probably good reason, if you came in and you got D'Angelo Russell and towns and you were with the team for four years and you never made the playoffs once, like you probably should be fired. Yeah. I mean, I also just, yeah. Edwards, it's like, it's a v- obviously like a very good thing that he has developed, but it's kind of strange for me now reading this Turner news. Cause I think that Edwards in some ways, just like if you think practically about the lineup, Edwards being good makes it harder to play towns at the four. It makes it harder to pair towns at a center because who the heck is going to guard like any visiting wing. You know, because Cat can't guard wings one on one. Like yeah. he, he can kind of guard bigs, but not really. Um, and Turner, I mean, you can't. The whole point of Turner is you kind of have him in the middle. So uh, Edwards is not guarding Kawhi. You know, so it's it's just kind of I don't know. It's really interesting just to kind of think about the the potential. Like I don't know, just the possibilities for this lineup, especially if you think about pairing Cat with another center, which is something the Wolves rarely done. Uh, I guess they'll sometimes play him and Nas together, but then I think Nas plays the four. Yeah. yeah so like maybe like earlier in their days, like Gorgie and Towns, but that was more like out of necessity because yeah, it wasn't, there literally wasn't another human on the roster that could play. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I th- the, the Miles Turner thing, I think take that from what you will, like we'll see if a trade gets done. I would say also like these mid tier stars like Turner, you're probably going to, you're probably going to hear the Timberwolves name in a lot of discussions for these guys simply because like i th- like i think rosas feels the pressure to make like some kind of move because cap wise the team is pretty much capped out this summer so you're not going to see him make a big free agency move unless they make a trade so um i would ex- i would really ex- I- honestly like i i would be surprised if the timberwolves didn't make a big time trade this offseason so yeah um we'll stay tuned uh other n- news around the league uh shout out to our guy espo the sun swept For the real? nuggets last yeah. night um, I don't think anybody th- 
I mean, I, uh, maybe a few people thought the Nuggets could win this series. I, I don't think many people thought the Suns would outright sweep. Um, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll have Espo on here maybe this week, maybe next week. And I also want to get somebody from the Nuggets on to talk about this. But, like, obviously really good news for the Suns. You are going to play the Clippers or the Jazz in a series that kind of looks like it might go to, to, to seven games. Um, and then you're going to get rest for somebody like Chris Paul, who, who probably needs it. Um, and I, I guess for the nuggets, you look and you, you go, okay, we, we lost in the second round and yeah, we didn't have Jamal Murray, but like you look at this window for this team and you kind of say, I, I, again, it, it, like it's hard to, to put anything on like Malone or the front office, given the fact that your second best player just got hurt. But also I think there is some like look in the mirror of like, okay, what do we got to do to, to make sure this, and, and maybe it's as simple as make sure Jamal Murray doesn't tear his ACL. Like I, sure. I guess I, I don't know the answer to that. It's just like the, the nuggets are now like very much in like that weird, like Portland, um, yeah. like realm of like, okay, we made it to the first or second round or like kind of like what Utah was considered before. Like if they lose this series in the second yeah. round, it's like, why didn't anybody believe in Utah? It's like, this is exactly why, because yeah, you can have a fun team that, is in the top three or four in the regular season, but we get to the playoffs and like, you just don't have like the, the, the strength that these other teams have. Yep. I agree. I also think that, uh, I think it's a little different for the nuggets. Cause Jokic is still so young. Um, like he's 26. He just won the MVP. Like there's going to be a lot of, yeah. There, there's there's time there, but at the same time, you're right. You could, those years can easily slip away and you don't want to get complacent. And, I mean, the Jokic-Jamal Murray pairing is great, um, but there's clearly a need for something else there, and Aaron Gordon is not it. Um, although, I don't know, because also we never really saw Aaron Gordon with Murray and Jokic. That, you know, So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'd, I'd like to definitely talk to somebody closer to the Nuggets. Um, but it, it's like I, I don't want to get defeatist about the Nuggets because Jokic just won the MVP. He's gotten better every year. You know they were missing their second best player, as you said. So you know, I get it. But at the same time, you, at some point you have to stop kind of making excuses. And when, when you have the MVP, you should be in the finals conversation. And the Nuggets were not. So yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And you and you and you think if if you do have Murray, maybe you are in that conversation. Like I, right. You're, you're right. Like I. I guess I don't know. I, I guess I, I think of this more as like a giant, just such a great win for the Suns because yes, now you're going exactly. into the yep. you're going into the Western Conference Finals. We were like, oh shit, is this team going to get past the Lakers in the first round? And maybe if the Lakers are healthy, maybe they don't. I don't like I don't know. But regardless, they weren't healthy and the Suns won. So who cares? Um, yeah. And now you're going to go to the Western Conference Finals where the Suns are no matter if they play the Clippers or the Jazz, they're probably going to be the favorites to win. I would guess, you know, Vegas probably hasn't winning in like six or seven. Um, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it was funny. I was talking to Jenna about this last night and we're, I was just saying how weird it was that in the West, you're going to have Utah, um, the Clippers or the Suns in the NBA finals, which like the Clippers, maybe we, we saw that coming, but like the jazz or the Suns is kind of like fun. To, it's, it's fun to think about. And all these, like, I don't want to get be like the old, like get off my lawn guy, but like everybody that's like, Oh man, we're not going to have one of these big teams in the finals this year. Like what, what about the warriors and the, like, 
stupid dude like it's like they're seeing like people that like bitch about the ratings and it's like who like you know what like if we have a series that goes seven games between the suns and the nets or the suns and the 76ers like guess what like it'll be fine like the nba wants to talk about parody okay but you can't have parody and the same teams in the finals every year like you have to pick you have to and i think overall the league is healthier if the small market teams and you know kind of more teams have a chance at winning the championship. Um, so yeah, I it's I really don't like it when people kind of talk about, oh, like we have to like make the league equal. Like it's it's hard that it's like, it's so hard, like player movement, like really destroys like the, I don't know, like the parity of the teams, which I don't necessarily agree with first of all, but then also on the other hand, they're saying like, oh, it's so bad for the league that the Lakers aren't in the finals. It's like, you have to pick. Yeah, you can't you can't have it both ways, and and I would rather have every team be competitive. So, I agree. And then even if you look out in the the East, like I get it, like you know the 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 Nets who we'll get into here shortly, like they're the villains because they created the super team. But also like the Nets haven't been good in fifteen years. Like yeah, right. You know, it's like so. Yeah, I get like the way that they built their team up, and they're in New York, so we kind of want to hate the way that they put this thing together. But also like, yeah. Like they're a team, they haven't been good in a very long time. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like the 76ers, like, yeah, they're in a bigger market, but like they basically tore down their whole team and like did this whole process thing to see if it would work. And yeah. it kind of has, Yeah. but like, we'll see. And like, that's kind of fun. Like the Hawks, a team that like many people didn't think was going to be like at this point at all. Um, and, and they're a team that hasn't been good in a very long time. Um, and, and then, you know, the Bucks and, and they're kind of the team that's continued to be good in the Eastern Conference, but they're in a small market. And like the storyline of like, can Giannis get it done? And if Giannis wins a title, like we're going to put him in that all time great category. So like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like the, the more teams of like where you're literally looking at the like you look at these series right now and you probably go, OK, the only thing that you're pretty sure of is the 76ers probably beating the Hawks. Yeah, right. But, but then after that, you're like, I have no, I have zero fucking idea of like what's going to happen. Well, the Nets look all of a sudden weaker. Yeah. And that's, that's the curveball that nobody expected this year. You and, know, like, yeah, Did you, the, 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 that's a good segue to this, this Kyrie injury. So uh, last night, I think it was in the third quarter or yesterday was a day game. Uh, I was, uh, we were watching it and Kyrie comes down on his ankle, looks bad. Um, apparently after the game, or, you know, during the game, he was on the sideline and like some trainers were trying to like grab his ankle to, you know, do whatever they do. And Kyrie just basically was like, nope, nope, stop, like stop touching my ankle. It, it, it hurts really badly. And then he went to the locker room and didn't return. Um, the next game, so in the the Bucks won, so it's tied up at 2-2. Obviously the Nets already without Harden. So it's basically the, the, the Kevin Durant show, which, um, you know, like, like I don't, Kevin Durant's still like a top five guy in the league and can take right. over at any point. But like, I, I mean, the, the next game's on Tuesday. I don't think like Harden's not coming back and, and certainly doesn't seem like Irving's going to play on Tuesday. Um, Steve Nash is he, like, I, I really appreciate the job he's done. And like, he's very honest during his, his news interviews, like after James Harden's initial injury kind of said, you know, we're praying for James Harden, um, you know, whatever we'll, we'll see when he comes back which basically makes it seem like james harden's probably not coming back anytime soon he yeah. did say yesterday too that they won't rush james harden back because of Kyrie's injury 
which if you not, look yeah. if if you look into that that tells you that Kyrie's probably going to be out for a little while um you know, pro- it's like I don't know like at least the, the rest of this series and then you have to figure out the next three games if you're the the Nets you have to say okay look we need Kevin Durant and someone to step up um you know over these next few games uh I don't know like that's Bruce Brown yeah like, like yeah right it's tough who do you like I'm I'm gonna look at the 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 odds of the uh like the the series. Um, let's see what you think. If if you had to guess, would you say the Bucks are favorites? The um, I would say at this point the Nets are probably still like barely favorites. Um, so actually, you're wrong. Ah. Um, which I, I don't even know what I would have said either though, but, uh, basically the bucks are now a minus one thirty to win the series. The nets are a plus plus one ten. I think I would honestly take a, if I was a betting man, which I am, um, and, and shout out to our friends at DraftKings. We forgot to do their promo read. Um, but they're great. We love DraftKings. Sign up for the pools. They're free. Um, they're the best. Well, well, we did three reads for him last week. It'll even out. We'll, we'll do, maybe we'll do nice. maybe our whole podcast later this week will just be a DraftKings episode. Yeah, the listeners will love that. Yeah, we'll just talk about all the great things DraftKings does. Uh, but no, uh, in, in all honesty, thanks to DraftKings. But yeah, if I would honestly probably bet on the Nets because I still think that my guess would be each team's going to at least win one more game, and the next yeah. two they probably split. Then you have a game seven, and then I, I just think the Nets they figure it out like. Yeah, I do too, but it's tough having two of those guys down. I don't know, man. How do I mean, we can get into this after the series is over, but like if they lose in this series, is it kind of similar like the Nuggets thing where it's like, no. well, I don't, no, no. So. I, I don't think there's any panic at all if the Nets lose. I think it's very clearly because of injuries because they were rolling. Like they looked a, yeah. unstoppable. That, that, I guess that's what I mean. Like it's it's the same thing where you're like, if you're the Nuggets, you're like, okay, we didn't have Murray, whatever. Like that's your. Oh, your yeah, thing. yeah. I think if it's like that. If you're the Nets, you're like, well, yeah, like we had, we didn't have two of the three best players in the world. Like, sorry. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think it's, I don't think there's any concern in Brooklyn if they lose. But certainly, like disappointing because you lose that one year of that window where yep you probably think that they win that they, they they I mean I really thought like I mean again we'll see if they if they come back and these guys are healthy they I I think they win the title if they're healthy yeah um, so we'll see we will see I think um, you're probably listening to this on a Monday or Tuesday so um, the the game five of the Bucks and and um, Nets is on Tuesday night so. Um, other games on Monday night, uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, will have a better idea where that series is at. Utah's up two to one on the Clippers. So, um, you know, if, 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 if the, the jazz go up three, one, we'll have a pretty good idea on that series too. So, yeah. um, we will see, but with that, Julian, um, I apologize for my spotty internet today. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to restart it. Cause I literally have like seven hours of meetings today. It's almost like my <laughs> internet company knows when to make my life miserable. Good, good. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, you take it easy. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll record another episode, um, this week and, uh, to all the listeners, we will have the card corner then. So yep. be, ex- be excited for it. We, we have a cool concept coming. Um, so yeah, that'd be fun. Talk soon. All right. See you guys. <laughs>